Good to be back. It's good to be back. Uh, welcome into episode 30? I have no clue. I think episode 30, if we decide to release this, uh, Chandler Hennig and Miles Ullman here with you. Basically, we figured we would hop on the mics. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. It's been, I mean, the last time that we recorded, it's currently, what, to, uh, the 21st, February 21st? The 21st of February. February 21st, 2022. The last time that you and I recorded in the same room together was 2021. Yes, easily. <laughs> it was last year. It yeah. was December of 2021. Um, good to be here with you and in front of the mics. Yeah, this feels uh, feels like it's been a while, but it feels a little bit like home coming back and uh, getting in the proverbial booth here. Oh. Uh, we don't really know what we're talking about today, but we kind of figured, well, we, I mean, we could, we could be honest with people. We came from a brainstorming session, I guess we can call it. Yeah. Where, I mean, Chandler and I have been talking about potential changes to the podcast and I don't think we really established anything. I don't think we came to any major conclusions today, but it was a good brainstorming session nonetheless, I thought. Yeah. And I think just to give the people a little bit of context there, we're trying to figure out what is going to be most helpful for our listeners as we approach the season. I think we did both some planning for the in-season structure of our podcast, and we also did some brainstorming around what are some episodes that we want to have leading up to the season, and I think we're going to definitely rehash some and, and bring back some stuff from last season. I think a couple of those, especially those preseason episodes that were a little bit more conversational and might involve some special guests, seem to work out really well. Um Miles, I think it's always nice that when we enjoy the podcast as well, too, and certainly bringing on guys like Ian and Andrew is is a, a case of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're trying to figure out in season what is going to be the most helpful for you all out there. Um, and uh, that's a work in progress right now. And I think we're going to do some work on that over the next couple of weeks here and next couple of months, realistically. And um, hopefully we will get into the 2022 season in early September, that feels like a gazillion years away right now, with uh, a good idea of what we want to accomplish and a, and a plan to accomplish that. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so so with that said, we you know we do have now in front of us the off-season. Yeah. Right? So I think a lot of, I would say the biggest changes that would come would be, would play out in season. Yes. The off-season, we, I think we did a good job of being very conversational, informative, it was fun for us. And so I want to replicate that for the off season. We I think on our on our calendar is going to be more planned out recaps of twenty twenty one. We're Definitely. probably gonna go by division and, and talk through really all of the fantasy relevant players, look at where they finished versus where we drafted them, any takeaways and and, and projections into you know, the twenty twenty two season. But What's been before, you know, in a more formal, in, in a more informal way, a less formal way would be a better way to say that in a less formal way. What's been on your mind um, fantasy wise? Yeah, I mean, we're not that far removed from the actual NFL season ending, right, Miles? We can talk a little bit yeah. about that. You had a uh, 
it wasn't a banger, but it was a good young professional uh, Super Bowl party, I think. Mm. Um, way, way too much food. Far I mean, too much food. Can we Which is the right amount of food. Yes, of course, of course. What can we shout out specifically from the uh, from the party in terms of some food stuff? Here? My number, I mean, oh, this is good. Yeah, let's get some. Let's get. I don't know what power rankings here exactly. All but right, what so are some it's, highlights? It's tough to power rank because of the different sure. things. Yep. I will say we had many dips, and my favorite dip was the spinach artichoke dip. Also a fan, almost always of the spinach artichoke. Yeah, dip. I mean, for me, it was the spinach artichoke, then the buff chick. Okay, and. For appetizers slash entrees, which are the same for the Super Bowl, I th- there was part of this was the originality, but I really like the sliders. I think the sliders are a good one too. There were so many, and they were so good, and so it was like everyone can get them, and they were unique for a Super Bowl party. So yeah. I, th- I thought it just worked well. Yes. What about you? Yeah. Um, well, shout out to your nachos also, which we are basically eating today. The chos, yes. Um, pulled pork nachos has become a uh, tradition, I think we can say yeah. at this point, Yeah. for the Super Bowl party. Um, you know, I'm going to whisper this one. They're really not that much work, people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, a little bit of planning and get the pulled pork going in the, in the early morning. A little hand do, treading of the of the queso, and then you're pretty much good to go. Do you remember at the start of this season, which, or was it the start of this season? Because I remember this being at the court for sure, which was my previous residence, which would have had to be in August or earlier. Yep. But I remember asking you to make them for something, and you were like, "You want them now or for the Super Bowl?" And I was like, "Super Bowl." <laughs> <laughs> So I do not remember what that was. But yeah, so that you definitely sounds... played the card of them being difficult or at least long to prepare. Yeah, I, I, I totally believe that. <laughs> Maybe that was the the draft. Maybe that was the NFL draft. That could that could be the case. Yeah, which would be a a good reason to make them again. But yes. we can revisit that. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had a good Super Bowl, good playoffs. Also, like oh, this gosh. was one of the best playoffs, possibly the best playoff ever. I don't know if I can say ever, but certainly in, in my, recent memory, yeah, in gosh, my recent there memory. were so many good late games. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think back through other playoff games. The Bills-Chiefs game has to be yeah. in one of the top five playoff games of my of my life that I can remember. Yeah, I mean, the Bills-Chiefs the Bills Chiefs was sick. Um, what else can't... I mean, I feel like every game... Came well, down Evan to Mc, the last Evan McPherson play. was yeah. a monster. All of the, in the Bengals playoffs. games. All of the Bengals games. What we're telling you is to draft Evan McPherson <laughs> in the first round. One hundred one. One hundred one. Yeah, definitely better than Jonathan Taylor. Um, <laughs> Whoa, let's start a little, a little quick preview right yeah, there on the uh, dude. Let's let's get into it. What? Uh, who are you drafting one hundred one off the board? You think? Oh man. Um, can we assume that? There's going to be no major changes in terms of like team rosters and sure, things like yeah, that. Yeah. The kind of the guys will stay the same. Yeah. I think JT is a is a good shout there. Yeah, I would probably say Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I wish that the Titans had multiple games in the playoffs. They only had one mm-hmm. because I want. I wish we got more of Derrick Henry post injury. Yep. Um, but off the top of my memory, I remember him having a fine game. He had a full workload. Yeah, I think so. So it was like fine. I mean, Derrick Henry's probably the number two. I am. I mean, I'm. I'm a Dalvin guy, so I. I need to check some bias here as we get towards the actual season. But 
I am hopeful that them bringing in a new coach will make that offense look different than it was. I There were times in, especially the latter half of the season, when it really looked like Mike Zimmer was not there to coach. He looked like he was there to collect a paycheck, and mm-hmm. I'm hoping that some new blood in that coaching staff will... Not that offense was bad this past season, but, Miles, I remember sitting with you watching... You know, on on red zone, interspersing the tight, uh, excuse me, the Vikings games, and like, you know, why would you not try and dump the ball off Dalvin Cook in space on on yeah. first down? Why would you wait until Alexander Alexander Madison is in, excuse me, on third and ten to try and make that happen? Um, who'd they hire? Who's their head they, coach? They hired, I think. Um, Give me give me one second to to, okay. to pull this up. Yeah, Kevin O'Connell um, is the is the new head coach. Um, he is sorry. He's the OC from the from the the Rams. Interesting. Um, interesting. Anyway, I mean, yeah, I mean that's. I I I guess I understand where you're coming from with Dalvin. Um, I mean, I I definitely understand where you're coming from with Dalvin. That Dalvin will be in that top tier conversation. Yes, other guys. I mean, Derrick Henry for sure. I think Jonathan Taylor will probably be the 101. I think that that's probably locked in. I think the 102 will be between Derrick Henry, uh, Dalvin Cook, and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I, I, I think are we now going in with... Matt Rule is still the HC in, yeah. in Carolina, right? Yeah. That's... Yeah, I mean... We're going to get some more information on who's going to be quarterback for, for the Panthers going into the next season. It's They've got money committed to Darnold, but it might pay them some dividends to go and try and either get a bridge for next season to may, remain competitive, or maybe maybe there's a team that gets aggressive in the draft. I think they have a fairly high draft pick. It's not a great draft for QBs, um, but maybe they see one of these guys like Kenny Pickett or, or the kid, I think his name is Malik Willis from Liberty, and they say, like, this is someone we think, you know, might be good. And, and perhaps this is a Trey Lance situation where he doesn't start immediately. Um, yeah. But I think especially as, and I don't I can't speak for you, I was a Darnold guy and I was sad when that move was made, even though I thought it was the right move. But it's pretty clear that he is not ready to be an NFL quarterback, at least in the short term. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, it, it is depend somewhat dependent on the QB situation. But, I mean... Even if it's a bad QB, like McCaffrey, you still have to assume is going to be sick unless he's injured, because he always has been. Right, and I think that's the that's the question that's now the too, big, yeah. because Taylor was young enough where he hasn't had an, a major injury in in the profe- in his professional career. Right, McCaffrey has now been injured for the bulk of two straight seasons. We know that Dalvin is is in his career typically good to miss a couple couple weeks straight with some injury at some point. The guy who was never injured, Derrick Henry, was also out for the latter half of the fantasy season. You know, figuring out how to weigh those injury histories against each other and as part of the comprehensive look at those players is going to be a huge deal coming into the draft season. My only other note there, Miles, to you is, and this is a team very much in flux right now, you got to think Kamara ends up somewhere in that conversation too, right? Not at the 102. I just don't see a, a pathway to that. Their team is going to be bad. The Saints are going to be bad next year. I don't know if I agree with that. I think there's circumstances that can make them not bad, but right now I don't think I, I it mean, doesn't seem like they have a very good plan. And 
losing Breeze and Sean Payton in back-to-back years yeah. is a pretty big hammer blow. But uh, you know they they tried to do it without without Michael Thomas last year, and and I don't know how much credit we want to give um, Taysom Hill, but. Jameis Winston at times looked okay last season. He didn't really get a full a full shot, unfortunately, to yeah. to figure out if you know to prove himself as a consistent starter in the league. Um, I mean, I think I mean I think Jameis will get a starting job. He's not on contract with the right. Saints. I think he'll he'll get a starting job somewhere if it's not the Saints. But even if it is the Saints, you still don't think that's an offense that you are. I think that they're going to have a lot of... I think that their O-line is probably going to get worse. I think they'll probably probably draft a receiver based on the lack it of seems like they, they have. Well, what do you... Do you think it's more or less like they move on from Michael Thomas in the offseason? I think that Michael Thomas is going to stay. I think he's going to move. I still think he's going to try and try and force his way out. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I just don't think the Camara... Um, will be in that conversation with how bad uh, with how bad I'm expecting the offense to be. Um, I think I think that it's probably going to be either Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey. So, but I I gotta push back there then because I think at a hundred percent and fully healthy, I have McCaffrey as the most talented talented running back in the league. But as I think about how those offenses might look next season. I don't know if that gap is big enough for me to say there's a huge difference between Kamara and McCaffrey. I, I don't think the the Panthers going to be any sort of good offense, and <clears throat> and if they make a quarterback change, I can potentially see that. But I I'm I guess I'm going in with the assumption right now for the Saints that you are projecting Kamara's performance based on Taysom Hill being their quarterback, which absolutely does cause problems. But in terms of running back production and effectiveness. I don't know if there's a huge gap for me between Taysom Hill and Sam Darnold at this point. So that's a, so that I I agree, but but I think the difference is we have seen McCaffrey be be really good for fantasy with a, a bad offense. Like usually the Panthers are bad. Sure, we we're we're almost judging the the present day Panthers versus the first four weeks of the season Panthers, which we thought was going to be a force to be reckoned with. Right, ended up not being yes, <clears throat> not being one. Um, the Panthers like last year and for some of this year have been very bad, and so and and McCaffrey has still flourished when he's been on the field. Camara, on the other hand, we've either. I mean, any the 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 albeit small sample size we have of Camara with bad quarterbacks is him not performing well for fantasy, not performing well relative to Camara standards. Sure, which is either way not a one hundred and two worthy player. I think it's there's a chance that he most likely I would even say that Camara probably still winds up in the first round. Just I just don't think he's in that same tier with Derrick Henry and, and McCaffrey. Oh, I absolutely think he's going to be in the first round. And I was yeah. going to push this back to you of if the Saints offense ends up looking like how we, how we going into the season, we end up projecting it, how we're projecting it now. Would Camara potentially be like a weird comp to Derrick Henry coming into to last season where I think for a lot of us there was questions about why is he being drafted as a as a top three, top four guy based on his receiving volume? And then he proceeded to basically shove it in our face for the first eight weeks of the fantasy season or however long it was until he went down. 
Kamara's a little bit different because it's not the rushing so much, but no matter how bad the Saints offense is going to be, he's going to have a floor when it comes to receiving work. You'd have to yeah. imagine. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And he he's not he I mean at least historically throughout his career, Kamara's not been someone who needs a ton of volume to be good for fantasy. Yes, yep. Very right? efficient. He, he, he's very efficient. Um so yeah, I mean I think I think he'll be in in that in the first round for sure. Okay. He, he, someone of his ten, like he's clearly a top 10 at the very worst sure. running back town in the league. So like he he will be in the first round yep. for sure. Um who here's a question to change topics a little bit. Who is going to be the number one tight end off the board? Oof. Okay, well, let's throw names out there. Kelsey, Kittle. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews was the tight end one this season. Is is Kyle Pitts free potentially in that conversation right now, or is it still a year or two away from that? Probably a year or two away from that. Um, as I say that, I'm realizing that there's such a chance that his year two breakout, that he breaks out year two, and I mean he already broke like he's he's yes. he's already proven to us that he's going to be a great tight end in yes. the league, but there's a chance that he goes bonkers in year two. He, if not for an incredible season by Jamar Chase and what was really a, a very solid season for not my good not good for my mental health and in, in, in the form of Mac Jones. Pitts would have gotten a lot more love yeah. this season than than he than he than he got, which is would have probably been deserved because he was really really good. Pitts had more receiving yards in his rookie season than Ceedee Lamb had in his rookie season. That's a crazy stat right there. That's real. So I mean, did he did he have the most receiving yards at tight end besides like Mike Dicka or something like that as a rookie? I think so. I think it was. I think it was besides Mike Dicka, or maybe Mike Dicka and Tony Gonzalez, or something. But okay. Yeah, like he's for sure up there. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, Pitt. I, I, but but for draft season, I would say it's probably going to come down to Kelsey and and Andrews. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I, the hard part for me is that I don't know if Andrews was obviously elite and and deserves to be in that conversation, but. Did the Baltimore offense run this year how they want to run it? Andrew's best games were without Lamar. Which is where the tricky where the where the trickiness comes from. Uh, so I will say for dynasty purposes, Mark Andrews is my tight end one. Hmm. Interesting. Factoring in age, talent, usage, I, I'd I'd most prefer to have Mark Andrews. I would probably go Andrews. Uh, how old is Andrews? Twenty six, I believe. I'm taking Pitts over Andrews, then I think. Because, <sighs> and, and, here's, and here's my here's I my might, thought. I might too. I might here's too. my thought process there. <laughs> I I I think Matt Ryan gets shit on unnecessarily in the league. I don't think he is a Super Bowl winning quarterback, and he's and he's proven that. But especially coming as a Jets fan to this conversation. Matt Ryan was a top 10 to 15-ish quarterback for a damn long amount of time. That being said, he is probably towards the lower end of that spectrum. He might even be a bottom half QB at this point in the league. If and, and they need to figure it out at some point, the Falcons, because Matt Ryan is too old to be around there for the bulk of Pitts' career. I got to believe that if Pitts is, gonna, is producing like he did last year, and the sample size is small, but you're right, there's opposing forces there in terms of 
the year two breakout is a very real thing. We covered that pretty extensively in the lead up to the last season. Um, if if that's what we're seeing right now from Pitts, more years of experience and a couple additional years in terms of we think effectiveness at the tight end position relative to all the other top guys, Andrews, Kittle, Kelsey, Pitts is a lot of time compared to some of those guys. I think Pitts is my guy 101. Sorry, one one in the tight end, I should say. Yeah. To clarify there. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right. I think it's probably Pitts than Andrews. I mean, the only other guys in that conversation I would say were would be Kittle and and Kelsey, right? And and Kelsey at this point, I mean, Kelsey you'd only take for the short term yes. positional uh advantage, but he kind of proved this year that he is human. Right, he regressed significantly. He was, I mean, he's still a tight end two, right? But this was the first time that he wasn't the tight end one in six years. Yeah, I think of those four, Kittle is possibly the biggest wild card there. I know we said that Andrews had his best performances without without Lamar, but it does not seem like the the Ravens are moving away from Lamar anytime soon, mm-hmm. and for good reason. They've had success with him as as their quarterback. Who knows what what Kittle is going to look like next year? Because yeah. That offense is going to be in, in flux. Um, quarterback there, we think, is probably going to be changing from, from this season. And wide receivers might change as well, too, depending on, on what the situation is. You know, there's this running joke of, like, oh, Debo was pretty much healthy for the entire year. It sounds like he might be, it might be due, and, you know, it, it might be a, a year for, for him to, to spend some time on that injured list, which, again, not rooting for by any stretch of the imagination, but... Debo having a healthy year this year was a big reason why he was pretty, oh, as pressured sure. as he was. For sure. Uh, so on, uh, sort of on that topic, let's say everything stays the same. Mm-hmm. Q- QBs, no QBs move teams. Yep. Who's your wide receiver one? Let's say no. And talk me through who you're thinking about. No QBs move teams. Um, well, Cooper Cup has earned the right to be as part of that list. That's that's very clear. Um, gosh, geez, that's that's really hard. Um, yeah, it's it's hard. You think of guys like Godwin and Evans, who are probably not in the top one hundred and one categories. Um, but losing Brady at quarterback, Tampa Bay does not have a quarterback right now. Devontae has to be in that conversation, especially if he and Rogers both stay in in Green Bay. Um, is is Kirk Cousins back next season on the Vikings? I believe so, right? Uh, I think I think he's on contract through one more year. Okay, but certainly for the purposes of this conversation, let's say yes. Okay, I mean Justin Jefferson's probably earned a right to be in that conversation. Uh, I'm trying to think about other guys in the league here who might have an an outside shot at that. You know, Nuke had a down year. He was injured and seemed to be playing banged up, but hard to ever push nuke outside the top five at wide receiver in my opinion until i'll push him outside the top five this you year. will okay Definitely. interesting um who else is on your mind there in terms of I, I, the only guy you haven't said is tyreek yeah okay that's fair what where well is jamar gonna sneak up into that category oh, wow. for you yeah also jamar um yeah yes the answer is yes but the only guys that i would consider as the wide receiver one okay are Devonte and Cooper Cup. Mm. I mean, I don't really think there's an argument for anyone else. 
no no one else has as clear of a target share without any possible signs of regression without any quarterback issues like n- no one no one else is in that tier to me Justin Jefferson potential quarterback issues Cincinnati uh, uh, you know uh, Jamar Chase potentially T Higgins steals target share uh Tyreek Hill potentially loses some athleticism can't beat defenders as easily uh did we talk about anyone else nuke i mean it had such a down year sure. like to me he, he he's past his prime and and i think he's on the decline Devonte adams and and cooper cup in their prime with quarterbacks great chemistry clear separators clear target share um uh dominators um and have a proven track record of of supreme fantasy success I, I think I'm taking Devontae over Cup pretty consistently okay. in that conversation. And here's my here's my thought process there. We've played the wide receiver two game for so goddamn long in Green Bay. Unless they go out and get a proven asset at wide receiver to put next to Devontae, the target share is going to be there. And personal thoughts aside on Rodgers, he deserved the MVP this year. He was... I think with not not without question, but the argument was clearly to be clear to be made that he was the best player in the league this year. The thing with Cup for me is I think he's going to be overdrafted. I like Cup, um, but Woods went down at some point in the season, and yes, they went and got Odell, but Odell wasn't there for for a good stretch of the season too. And yes, we are. I think it's at this point we've established that Stafford does lock in on Cup during games. And that means that he is going to have 45-point games a couple times during the season. But I mean, we talked about this after, after the season or in one of our group chats, Miles. The, the season for Cup was historic, and we consistently hammer the point of don't draft for ceiling, draft for floor. And when it comes to that conversation as the 101, I think that becomes arguably even more important consideration there. And I just think Devontae's floor is significantly higher than cup in my opinion. So I think you're like I think you're saying that because we've only seen this level of dominance from cup for one season. If cup came out next season and was again a top 5 receiver even if you know even if he's not the wide receiver one if he's again the top a top 5 receiver top 3 receiver then next season, the following season, you'd f- you'd feel comfortable saying Cup is the wide receiver one or two. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I mean, so I mean, it's just longevity. And Cup did finish as the wide receiver five, I believe, two years ago. And that was Jared Goff throwing him the ball. Um, Matt, St- first of all, well, two two more points. You brought up Robert Woods. Cooper Cup was actually better the first half of the season than the second half of the season, which means he was better with Robert Woods on the field. Probably some regression was at play there, but the point is he can still be good with Robert Woods on the field. The other thing is is Matt Stafford is responsible, or I should say has been throwing the ball, was throwing the ball, to the two best wide receiver fantasy football seasons of the last 20 years. Cooper Cup this year and Calvin Johnson in, I think, 2012. 
clearly Stafford has the chemistry and volume necessary to make Cooper Cup a top-tier fantasy football wide receiver. So, to me, I, I need to think more about the Devontae versus Cooper Cup debate, but to me, Cooper Cup is a clear top-two wide receiver. I mean, he ju- he literally just had the best fantasy football season since 1998. Like, that's yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. You cannot debate that. That's crazy. And it... it, it doesn't feel like the fantasy football community is is respecting that enough. I, yeah, I'm I'm torn on that because I I agree that there probably has not been as much celebration as there should have been, but the fantasy football community I think by the by its nature is also conservative about this stuff and and if Cup, if Cup goes out and does it again with Stafford for another year and it's not even the 101 it's it's the you know top five or whatever whatever the range is there. Then I'm I'm buying in, but at this level, I think you have to nitpick and and from a talent standpoint, it is hard to I think discern between Cup and and Devante. They have interestingly, I think in my opinion, similar skill sets. They are not burners. They are guys who find space in the field of play. They just, you said it, so they're separators, Miles. Um, they're both volume guys. They, they both get the volume. But at, at this, such a fine point, when you might be making a decision at whatever, 106, 105, in terms of who is your first wide receiver off the board, Rodgers versus Stafford makes a difference too. Don't get me wrong. Stafford is clearly making the players around him on the Rams better and, and more productive, and that shouldn't be surprising based on the gap between him and, and Jared Goff, but Stafford at times also looked not very good this season, and Cup had productive games in spite of that, which both breeds confidence and also worries me a little bit. Devontae is is no doubt good in, in some part because Rodgers is, even at his advanced age, one of, if not the best QB in the league right now. Yeah, those are fair points. Um, I won't be mad if... If you have Devontae Adams one, Cooper Cup two, but I think I would be mad at anyone who doesn't have Cooper Cup in the top two. Well, and I know we talked about the situations not changing here, but let's talk about that quickly in terms sure. of in terms of the Rams specifically. Uh, again, maybe that the Green Bay Packers go out and get somebody. History says they're not doing that. The Rams are significantly more aggressive when it comes to the offseason. I. I can't imagine they have a first rounder this year, so it's not like they're going to be drive, drafting a super high end wide receiver. But Odell obviously is out of contract. There's there's talk there of does he want to resign? Does he want to potentially go to Kansas City? I think is a name I've heard tossed out there, which is crazy. Woods theoretically is back, obviously on the older side, and and we knew that the mantle was shifting away from him anyways, even coming into this season before the injury. Yep. You know, let's let's say let me throw it out there the situation of. Woods comes back and Odell does does resign. Do those circumstances move the needle enough for you to potentially nope. drive? No, no. Um, I will like again. I need to think more about Devonte versus Cooper Cup. So maybe it moves the needle enough for me to say Devonte over Cooper Cup. But no, I just don't care who the competition is. Cooper Cup has established himself as the clear wide receiver one in the Ram, uh, on the Rams for Matt Stafford. Matt Sta- he's the first read for Matt Stafford. He's going to be great no matter who else is there on the field. 
yeah, I, again, it's it is hard to argue against that coming off of off of the season that he had. Yeah. I mean, I'm just pulling up his his history here. He's been in the league since 2017. 191 targets this this past season. His next oh highest God, before 191? that. 191. 191 targets this season. <laughs> In, in 17 games, in 17 games, but 191 targets. I mean, okay, so 170 if he had a great week 18, like... Yeah, I mean... Um, That's crazy. You know, his 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 career highest before that was 134 in 2019. A massive jump there. Again, I'm not saying this is wrong. We need to consider that staff, you know, he was playing with Jared Goff for the first couple couple years of his career and is now quarterback, you know, his quarterback is, is Matt Stafford. 145 receptions this season compared to a previous high of 94. 1,947 yards, a previous high compared of 1,161. I mean, I'm trying to sort of draw the the comparison here. Does any of that stuff concern you, or is that just with Stafford being there, you feel confident in those numbers? It's, it's, yeah, to to me, those jumps are due to Stafford versus Goff. I will concede the point that for sure he's going to regress. He's not going to have as good of a season next year as he did this season because that's just so incredibly unlikely sure. for him to, do, to 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 repeat or improve upon. However, even if he comes down to earth a little bit, he can still easily finish as the wide receiver one. Yep, I, I so. agree. I agree. And just one final point before I think we move on here. In 2019, when he did finish as the wide receiver five in PPR, he had 270 fantasy points in 16 games. He had 439 <laughs> in 17 games this past season. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I mean, part of that is it has to do with, uh, like, in the same way that players regress from season to season, the, the pool of players can regress. So, sure. some you know, one season can be a really good fantasy season for wide receivers versus another season. And, totally. And I haven't. I haven't looked into that for for this past year yet. Totally. But, um, all right, I have another question for you. Yeah, hit me. And we'll stick with the same team. I know what you're asking, asking about already. So I'll call him our guy at this point. Harken back to the uh, the <laughs> recap of the uh, of the of live the draft. draft. So I'll, I'll call him our guy at this point because pre-injury he was my guy. I guess post-injury we can call him your guy since you, you drafted him post-injury. Uh, Cam Akers. Yes. Came back for the playoffs after tearing his Achilles four or five months prior and was a workhorse for the Rams, but wasn't good. Didn't look particularly good by the eye test, and the numbers were very, very bad. However, the Rams definitely treated him as a workhorse for all uh, four games that the Rams played, and the volume was there. What do you make of that? Well, it's excitement for me. Um, just to, to clarify for anyone that was not in the mix at that point last year, I took Akers in, I think, the 13th or 14th round of our keeper draft. So I went into the season and that draft thinking that Akers would be on my IR spot for the entire year and that hopefully he would come back from injury, be close to as good or maybe as good or perhaps even better than he was in the towards the end of end of last season. And I would have a very, very cheap keeper 
uh, as my wide my running back one or perhaps my running back two. And yeah, that's what I did. He sat on my IR slot for, for the entire year. I was, of course, thrilled over the course of the season. We were getting positive news, but you know who knows until a player gets back until the actual actual game how they look. Um, but yeah, I, I think the eye test was not necessarily great for for Acres. I did take a little bit of confidence in the fact that one, the Rams were rolling him out, and two, it was not just Acres that looked good. The Rams' running game for the vast majority of the playoffs, and particularly in the Super Bowl, was not very effective. That offensive line is kind of confusing because they seem to have some good players on it, but they just were dominated by the defensive lines they played in the, in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I mean, no running back in the Rams looked good. Sonny and Michelle, you'd have to imagine, is not going to be back. That was a signing that they made after Akers went down, and, and the thought process there at the time was that he was insurance. Sonny definitely became a bigger factor later in the season when Daryl Henderson was having some injury issues. So this is all to say that I am very excited to be an Acres owner. I, you know, in terms of where I'd be like looking at him in a redraft this year, I think that is still pretty too early to tell. I think we're gonna have to try and get a sense potentially in the preseason and going into the season what the split might be there in terms of Acres versus Henderson. I think that potentially Acres can be productive as the main guy in that split, even if it is a split. Um, but yeah, I mean. It's awesome to see Akers come back from what is typically a debilitating injury. Um, and yeah, I'm, again, I'm, I'm very excited to have him as a as a potential late-round keeper. Yeah. Um, yeah, first of all, all credit to Cam Akers, the man, for, I mean, recovering from a devastating injury in an unheard-of timeline. Yep. However, he did not look good. And the reason that I was so in on Cam Akers is because in the 2020 playoffs, he looked so good by the eye test. And I texted you guys about it, and I was like, Cam Akers looks dope. And then that hype continued to build over the course of the next however many months, and I wanted to draft him, but then he got injured before I drafted him, before I could draft him. The eye test was not... He didn't pass as swimmingly this time around. I will say if he gets the workload, then he 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 will have to be in the first three rounds or so. I and I think that he will to start the season, but I'm a little worried that he's gonna lose that volume for the second half of the season. Because he he did not look good. And while he came back and was game ready in an unheard of timeline, that does not necessarily mean that he was as that he came back as good as he used to be after the injury. Yeah, I again I'm excited, but I probably should also say some some there's some level of tempering expectations there. My again my point back to you on that one, Miles, is none of the Rams running backs looked good and. Much to my chagrin, in the latter half of the season, Sonny Michel looked like a good a good running back. He had a pretty good yards per carry in in the Rams' first round blood of the Cardinals, but the rest of the playoffs, no Rams running back distinguished themselves. And yes, it is possible that that means that 
Akers is not really where he needs to be. But the Rams also played the Bucks and, and the Niners between playing the Cardinals and the Bengals. That is two of the better run defenses in the league. And again, we, we it's hard to assess this, but we certainly try and factor in O-line strength and play when making these, especially at the very top end comparisons between between running backs. Um yeah, the, the the Niners are in the Rams division. That that makes a, a difference. Who knows in terms of what those teams might look like next year from a defensive standpoint. And again, I, I think we'll have thankfully we'll have a better sense of what Acres looks like, I think, in the in the in the off season because that's the sort of stuff that we do get information about. Figuring out what the split might be, I think, could potentially be a little bit more difficult. And and you're right there. Like that one's also tough because Sonny is a free agent, and Daryl Henderson was active in the in the latter half of the playoffs, but he was not a, a factor in terms of getting any sort of consistent touches. So who knows what his health status is? And there were arguments there coming into last season that is Henderson really going to be a guy who can stay healthy? And, and that came to fruition as if you were relying on Henderson, as I was for a lot of the first half of the league, um, of the year, I should say, then you were frustrated by his lack of, of, of healthy playing time in the in the second half. That's fair. Where would you feel comfortable drafting Akers next year? Assuming everything stays the same. I would take Akers as I'm trying to think and, and like have some reference points from this past season's draft. Um I think Akers right now, as I think about it, is a mid to low end running back two. So I'm thinking in like last year's draft, a guy like Damian Harris, and I'm trying to... He's going to get drafted before that. Akers is going to get drafted before Damian Harris? Well, with Ramon... Before uh, before Damian Harris this past year. Damian Harris was a fifth round pick, fifth sixth round. Right, but uh, but Damian Harris was still kind of a like a, a very late RB two guy, maybe a high end RB three coming into last season. Yeah, I'm trying not so much in terms of the draft position, but I'm trying to think about relative to my expectations. Is Cam Akers going into next season going to? Am I going to expect more or less from from him than I was Akers going into going into last season? Har- than you were Harris. Sorry, yes, Harris going into last season. More. Yes, I think so as well, too. So that, to me, means he's in that, again, mid to low end RB2 range right now, which I think you're right. That's third to fourth round yeah. for right now. Cam Akers or Damien Harris? For next season? Yeah. Akers for sure. Cam Akers or Josh Jacobs? That's about the name I was going to throw out there. Um we have a head coach in in uh, in Las Vegas, right? Yeah, but I'm forgetting who it is. Let me look that up because that that will bless you. That Thank w- you. That will matter. Um, Sneezed on the beat and the beat got sicker. Nice uh, save right there. Um, that's an interesting comp because Josh Jacobs was start to be was used in a slightly different way last season than he was for the first couple seasons of his of his professional career. Yep. And by uh, that you mean he pass caught catcher. passes, yes. Um, and I, I think Kenyon Drake is on a multi-year deal, so yeah, theoretically he, he will be back. Um, yep. And it's not again the coaching staff that 
Did we get an answer on the head coach? Yeah, sorry, I'm I'm still looking that up, but I I wanted to make the point of the coaching staff that used Jacobs as a pass catcher is no longer... Oh, Josh McDaniels is the the, the head coach. Oh, I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) Not a great great, uh, look in terms of having a bell cow running back. Decent for Ken Drake. That's probably true. Is he potentially going to slot into the James White role? I have no idea. I mean, I have no idea. Um, I'll probably take Cam Akers over Josh Jacobs. That's going to be a close one for me. I think too early to tell right now, but that's potentially about where I'm looking. Cam Akers or Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Oh, yuck. Um, I need to go back and look a little bit more about how the backfield in Kansas City shook out towards the latter half of the season. I'll, I, go, I'll go Cam. I blessedly did not have to deal with that super consistently. Um, Clyde was kind of bad. Yeah, well, it seems like he both gets injured and does not take advantage of his opportunities when he's not injured. Um, All right. Any other major storylines we should cover? Brady retired. Brady did retire. Also, dude, I don't think enough people are talking about um, Chris, like whoever the quarterback is there, Kyle Trask, or they sign someone Mm -hmm. or draft someone, but probably not drafting someone. If Godwin leaves because he's a free agent, he was tagged this past year. Yep. By the way, I think he's going to go to the Jaguars. Interesting. Although I, that that felt more likely. Let's when, put let's put a pause on that because I want to I want to circle back on that because okay. I want you to make your point in terms of the All QB right. situation. Um, my point was if Chris Godwin leaves, Mike Evans could be sick. And he kind of always is, and he's kind of always undervalued. Mm-hmm. But if he's the only guy there, and they have a halfway decent quarterback, Mike Evans is probably going to be awesome. I so because I don't know. Let me kick this back to you. Is Evans good when Godwin has missed time over the past couple of seasons? Uh, if you know that, I'm not sure about. Okay, what I do know is that Evans has hit a thousand yards seven straight seasons yep that's ridiculous here's my thought about that though i think separate from if evans is just the guy there can he be the guy by himself um finding a half decent quarterback for tampa bay right now i don't think is a guarantee i it's i mean did he have a two before godwin did he have a what a two before godwin got there i don't think a consistent guy vincent jackson yeah but he, but here's the thing though, he had Jameis for a couple of years, who was right. not a good NFL quarterback, but he was a slinger, yes, which is what yes. you want with Evans. But part of that was Bruce Arians' his offense. And yeah. Scheme. So. But but yes, and I I think there is a balance between trying to fit a quarterback to a coach's system and a coach looking at a quarterback and saying this is this player's strength versus not, you know, a guy that comes to mind in terms of what you know who could be an upgrade for some of the bottom tier quarterbacks in the league and how could that affect some some wide receivers i think about a guy like teddy bridgewater who is not going to win you a super bowl which seems to be what the bucks aspirations are and theoretically should be based on the talent on that team but teddy bridgewater could potentially come in and be a bridge quarterback until trask is ready or until the bucks feel like there is someone in the draft that they want to take and feel like could be their, their future guy um but teddy bridgewater's skill set does not match up well with mike evans so there's, I think, that one question to start in terms of 
what does Evans look like in, in his career with Godwin not being there, or perhaps more generally with the two not being there behind him to potentially take some attention away? And also, right now, maybe more than, gosh, I mean, there's maybe three or four teams that are, I feel like, less confident in the QB situation. The Bucks are, are in that are in that camp for me right now, too. Yeah. And, and depending on who ends up there, I'm, I'm a Godwin owner in, in Dynasty. Um, me, too. I, you know, I think I'm, I feel better about that than, than Evans, honestly, because I think Evans skill set requires a different, a certain kind of quarterback to be successful. Whereas Godwin, I think matches the skill set for a a wider variety of QBs in, in the league. Um, but will expectations change for those two players going into draft season? If we end up with a guy like Teddy Bridgewater on the team as the QB? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would feel better about Chris Godwin catching balls from Teddy Bridgewater than Mike Evans, for sure. Yes. But, I mean, I don't even... I mean, there's so many quarterbacks. Like, the quarterbacks could completely change. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's there's Russ, there's Aaron Rodgers, Darnold, Bridgewater, uh, Daniel Jones, maybe even... Uh, who am I forgetting? Derek Carr. Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jameis Winston. Der- did Derek Carr just sign a deal, though? I don't think so, but maybe I missed maybe that. Maybe I, I might have th- made that up. Um, probably other guys that we're forgetting. Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. But they're like that. It's, it's so difficult to project for next season right now because we just like that will change everything yes are you checking you're yeah checking I'm, I'm checking Carr. the Derek Carr contract but I want you oh you're right he um no he is seeking he's seeking okay. 35 million dollars annually I saw there was something crazy uh but I I maybe I saw a report that like the Raiders are willing to comply with him or something like that I don't know so he's an FA next season and okay. right the, the the point to circle back to on there is this is a new coaching staff so mm-hmm. we don't I do not believe in the introductory press conferences that McDaniels was particularly committed to saying Carr is our guy for the future I think the main talking point there was like we're going to come in and evaluate everybody and we're going to figure out what we want to do from a plan standpoint yep um, also, another name to throw out there, Deshaun Watson. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> that that could change everything. Yes. That that would be a monumental shift in terms of power in the league if one of these teams ends up with ends up. I mean, I say if, but is it a team has to end up with Deshaun Watson as their quarterback? I don't. Can no, we... not necessarily. But I. But I do. I mean, I don't know what his legal status is right now. And neither do I. What what teams are, are most in need of a quarterback right now? Well, let's go like east to west potentially here. I the Giants I think are I think they're in giving him one more with Daniel Jones. I think they're giving him one more chance which, which tangent, but I think that's a horrible idea. Uh, agreed and and if they had a chance to get Deshaun, I think they would they should and would jump at it. Oh my god. Deshaun Watson with Kenny Galladay. Kadarius Tony Sterling Shepard mm-hmm. that would be sick and yep. Saquon Barkley maybe if he stays healthy <laughs> um, also if all those other guys stay healthy as well I think about it where's Saquon Barkley go in drafts next year oh that's a good question I, I think he's back where he was probably in this in this 
most recent draft of like the first. back back half of the first, maybe early, even early second. Okay. Um, okay, so Giants. I mean, oh, Steelers. Steelers for sure need a quarterback. That's one of the top destinations too. I mean, Absolutely. That, could, that swing is crazy for Claypool and Deontay. Oh my god. And Najee. I yeah. Don't, you're gonna get me too excited to talk about Deontay with that. So let's just keep on moving. Um, depending on who you ask, the Dolphins might need a quarterback. True. Um, Tampa for sure. New Orleans for sure. I think is interested in the quarterback market. Panthers potentially. Panthers potentially. Uh, uh, the oh, we didn't talk about this. The Commanders potentially. <laughs> the Commanders, yes, might need a quarterback. Um, <laughs> wait, wrote five seconds. Thoughts on the name? Not bad. Yeah, not bad, but but meh. I surprisingly, when that announcement was made, that I was like, man, I really got attached to Washington football team. That was my yeah. that was my immediate thought. I think the uh, no name would have lived up to two years of build up. No. no, so. But that's not really what it was either, too, to be fair. <laughs> it, was, it was not two years of like, oh, we've decided to change We're going to have it a was, sick name. Yes. It was it like, was, It was um... not that. <laughs> okay. Uh, what other teams? I'm just trying to think. I think that's... Well, the Texans, potentially? Yes. I'm a, um, I'm a Davis Mills fan, but I don't know if... The general. That's Yeah, I don't know if that's a, if that's a, a league-wide sentiment. It, it does not seem like... Well... If we believe the reports as they were from, I guess, a couple months ago now, Deshaun is never playing another snap on the Texans. Yeah. Both by, I think, at first his his decision, and then I think eventually the team came around to that as well and agreed that, that was probably for the best. So, yes, the Texans potentially do need a quarterback. I, I don't think it's going to be Deshaun. My, my bet would be on if Deshaun plays next year, it is on a different team than, than the Texans. Um, who else potentially needs a, I don't know. Are the Browns rolling with, with Baker? I don't think they should. I think he's got another year if I remember correctly. Um, I don't think Baker's good. I'm also sort of in agreement there as well. Um, well, and then there's all these teams that like the Seahawks, like Green Bay, that right now we are, we are kind of tagging the incumbent to those teams. But gosh, if, if, I mean, can you imagine if Russ leaves Seattle and they get Deshaun Watson? Oh my goodness! If Russ le- if Russ leaves and Deshaun Watson goes to Seattle, where does DK go? <laughs> um. Okay. Well, let me take a step back. Where does DK go if Russ stays? Wow. Uh. I guess where we're gonna, where I guess was we're gonna have to do? Where was DK going? Like. DK was eight-ish? yeah, eight, let's say seven eight. Okay, lower probably right. If De- if Deshaun is there, no. If Russ stays, oh, oh, then 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 what he was last year, yeah. I, I think I've lost a little bit of confidence in DK, but it's it's a slight, it's a small slide. It's maybe he's wide receiver ten ish. All right, so let's let's do it. Let. No order, just guys who I would confidently take above DK. Okay. Cup, Devontae, Tyreek, um, Jamar Jefferson. That's that's five right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you taking Deontay ahead of, of DK confidently? I'm putting your phantom to a test right here, Miles. Uh I, I is am, Mason I Rudolph am, the I, quarterback? 
is Mason Rudolph a downgrade from Aaron Rod- uh not Aaron Rodgers, Jesus, um, Ben Roethlisberger? Yes. No is. is my answer to that question. Yes. I, I honestly Dude, don't think Mason so. Mason Rudolph is booty cheeks. I, I mean, you're going to say, okay, so if, I mean, I, I put the number for DK at wide receiver 10. You're saying DK is outside the top 10 at wide receivers? That is it not feels like d- he is, but I guess maybe okay. Let me let me. I'm not finished. Sorry, we were confident. Okay, Diggs for sure has to be ahead of ahead of DK because I'm scrolling now. Sure. What about AJ Brown? Yes. Keenan. Yes. Terry. No. Not confidently. Not right? confidently. Evans and or Godwin. I'll I'll take one of them. Yes. Okay. What what are we at now? We're at nine. Know? Ridley is a wild card. I, you can, I don't right now. Can't, I, yeah, say I can't no, say right? confidently. Yeah, I can't say confidently. We um, haven't talked about Nuke, uh, but I, I, you might be more confident than I am. I, I wouldn't say confidently. No, I think Nuke is probably close to DK for for me. Yeah. Um, okay. I guess I said it's hard to put Nuke outside your top five, but as I think about it, yes, Nuke will be outside the top five. He's probably going to end up in my five to ten-ish range. Okay. A Rob, you can't put ahead of DK. No. Amari, CD, CD, Amari. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, I would take at least one of them before DK. I'm taking CD before DK. Uh, confidently, though, am I doing that? Yeah, I guess I'm. Oh man, CD also looked not. Great oh, man, I love fantasy season. football. Um, Waddle. DK. T Higgins. DK. Um, we just named ones on good offenses with solid to, to excellent quarterbacks. I think yeah. if if DK is there with Russ, he is on the lower end of, of that tier, but he is he might be the tier break between that and guys like yeah. Waddle and, and Higgins. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I'm I am gonna there are going to be Waddle someone I'm going to be watching for next year. We've got a spicy one. Okay. Let's say versus DK? Yeah, let's say Taysom stays, Michael Thomas if he stays. <laughs> DK, you got to take DK, I think. Uh yeah, you got to take DK. Taysom throwing to Michael Thomas versus Russ throwing to DK. I got to take DK. Yeah. Um about Debo Samuel? Debo. Okay, sure. so that I think was our ten right there. Yeah. Um ahead of confidently ahead of ahead of DK Metcalf with Russ. And <sighs> now and now we're potentially adjusting that list based on Yeah, but oh man, I mean a couple seasons ago I'll take Deshaun over over Russ in a heartbeat, but yep. we just haven't seen it for so long. I don't know if that moves the needle significantly. If Deshaun Watson goes to Seattle I mean, Russ, like, the thing is, it's not like Russ is a bad quarterback by any means. No. Russ is probably being undervalued right now. Yeah. Uh, Versus, you know, like, if we talk about guys like, a guy like Terry McLaurin, if, let's say, Deshaun Watson goes to the Commanders, which I'm not expecting to happen, but, like, let's say that happened, Mm -hmm. like, Terry McLaurin would shoot up my board. Yes. Because that's, or if he went to the Steelers, mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson is is entering my top seven yeah. 
you I'm know? With you. So, like, you know, it, it, we're talking about Russ versus Deontay. That's, like, very close, depending on what you like. But there's no guarantee that he chooses DK over Tyler Lockett or whatever. But, sure. you know, if we're talking about a situation like the Redskins, uh, uh, like the Commanders, Commanders yep. or the Panthers, mm-hmm. where there's clearly a huge difference in, in the quarterback talent, yeah. then, you know, that's where I... That's where, for fantasy purposes, I would like to see Deshaun end up to of to course. get those big jumps. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, or Houston, and then I'll draft Brandon Cooks top twelve. Maybe I don't know. I will not be drafting Brandon Cooks, dude. Top 12. With Deshaun Watson, I don't know. Nico Collins. I I might honestly take Nico Collins. That's that's not true, but I'm not ahead of Brandon Cooks. I'm gonna hate myself of. Yeah, well, I'm not going to draft Brandon Cooks, probably, would be my guess. Oh, goodness. What time is it? 8.30. We've been recording for over an hour. Wait, I just want to hear... Yeah. I, I think we can wrap up on this, because this was the biggest news, and we didn't... We, we talked about it, and then we went away from it a little bit. Why are you feeling like... What's your your spider sense on Godwin ending up on the Jags? Because they needed a so, playmaker or, there? So what, yeah. I, I just think that he seems like a good fit for Trevor Lawrence. Seems seems like someone who Trevor Lawrence will get be able to get the ball to. Mm-hmm. It will work out. He'll catch the balls. He'll immediately enter and be the alpha receiver. Yes. And I think he's looking to to I think he's looking for that. Um, if he were to leave the books, I think that he would be looking to be the alpha receiver somewhere. The the I will say that originally I had this thought when the Jags were rumored to be signing Brian Leftwich, who is the Byron Byron, Byron excuse me Byron Leftwich, yep. who is the Bucks OC. OC, yep, um, and so it would be like he's taking Godwin with him. Uh, uh, that is not the case anymore. Doug mm-hmm. Peterson is the coach. Yep, but since that I've been like, you know what, Godwin feels right in. In Jacksonville, my only—I mean, obviously, especially as a Godwin owner in Dynasty, I, I like that potentially. Um, because even as bad as Trevor Lawrence looked at times, I'm—I'm—I still believe in Trevor Lawrence's talents. I am a believer in Doug Peterson, especially relative to Urban Meyer. Um, and there is a lot of uncertainty, a lot more than I would like on on the Bucks right now and, and a lot more than it seems like there should be based on where that team has been the past couple of seasons. My only thought in terms of Godwin to Jacksonville is this seems like a team that is and should be biasing towards stability right now, and Godwin is coming off a very serious leg injury. Oh, wow. I totally forgot about was that an ACL? Yes, I believe so. Jeez, I, I forgot it was about a, that. It was a full-on tear, but I, I think the deal... If I if my recollection is is right, then he is like tracking towards potentially being ready for the start of the season, and like that's so sad. I know it's it's terrible. Um, and especially for a young quarterback, a new coaching staff, it really feels like I don't know. And and Godwin kind of rightfully should push for a lot of money. He's he's performed. On his on his contract and and should get paid and I just don't know if the Jags are in a spot and, and like they need playmakers absolutely but I don't know if the Jags are in a spot to invest what might be top ten ish wide receiver money in a player who is coming off that significant an injury. 
that would be pretty good for your uh for your dynasty team though if if you had the the lawrence godwin stack oh i didn't even think about that yeah i mean that would be well it could be good it could also be a disaster as would well. you trade me uh no i'm sorry yeah, go ahead <laughs> trevor and a first for rogers or stafford trevor and a first for rogers or stafford I I need to think about that, but I don't think so. We could talk about it. Yeah, I well, I was looking for quarterback help for a lot of a lot of last season. Um yeah. and I thought I had it maybe sorted out with Taysom sitting on my bench for as long as he did and then getting in, which did not end up working out. But I I the reality of my dynasty team is that I got problems to solve at running back before I can really be competitive against some of the other top end teams in, in that league right now and right. upgrading potentially substantially, but maybe just a, a smaller amount than I think at, at quarterback. Hopefully Lawrence progresses and, and, that, and that gap closes between him and guys like Stafford and, and uh, uh, Rogers. I still think I'm, I'm a bit in trouble at, at running back, at least for right now. I'd consider um, I've been considering moving Elijah Mitchell as well. I need to spend a lot more time. I'm one of a, a player who I think is going to be pretty interesting coming into redraft as well as I see next season is Ezekiel Elliott. I need to spend a lot of time figuring about what his role will be and what his value is. As of right now, where would you take him in redraft? He's probably... So if I'm using Saquon as a benchmark, meaning we talked about Saquon probably is a late first early second guy for us that's in the running back i think like eight ish territory would be my guess running back seven eight ish Uh, late late first could be rb10 all right so i'll I'll give you the yeah i mean we're getting the range is getting narrower here i'll give you like running back seven to nine potentially there i think i have to take zeke behind saquon Gosh, I don't now. I don't know. I, that's that feels like it's the same tier for me, but I don't know where those players sit relative to each other. Zeke or Aaron Jones? Jones. Oh gosh, but AJ Dillon was so good to end last he, season. He was. <laughs> Farts. Um. Oof, God, that's not an easy thing. Um. I mean, I guess give me Jones because Zeke was also seeding work for stretches of last season as well. Zeke or Antonio Gibson finishes the RB12. Oh, man. Um, Everything stays the same. I know, but I'm trying to figure out, is McKissick back? I I don't think he's on contract. I believe he's a free agent. That would be a huge point towards towards Gibson. I think I'd probably go Gibson there because... I do think the jump in performance is coming at some point for Gibson. Okay. Zeke over Cam Akers? That, yeah, right now, but that gap could shrink, I think. Okay. Okay. Where, where were you on some of those? I'm curious. I'll probably take Jones over Zeke. Mm-hmm. Um... Do Saquon and Zeke feel like in the same tier right now to you? I'd probably take Saquon. Okay. Zeke and Gibson feel like in the same tier. Okay. Well, and the thing for 
I, I reached for Zeke in hindsight in the startup dynasty draft too. I got nervous because all of those young, good running backs were off the board already. Yep. Um, and you know, end up with DK in the second round. That's certainly not a bad a bad thing. I'm still a DK believer in in dynasty, but I took Zeke because I wanted at least a couple of years of running back stability and safety, and and that went out the window very quickly with the split between him and Pollard to start some of last season. So I, yeah, I need to think about that a little bit. That being said, I do have Michael Carter as my RB two, and mm-hmm. I am hoping that the the step forward continues for Carter. Um, Feel good about Carter. I I do as well too. I, I'm I'm for the first time in a long time feeling fairly positive about about the Jets RB situation. Well, just generally speaking, I mean Elijah Moore is was potentially going to be a forgotten guy coming into coming into the season. I'm I hoping love Elijah in, Moore. I'm hoping that he he slides in in drafts and I can pick him up perhaps later than he deserves to be. Um, but a guy who was on fire and then unfortunately got injured and and missed the last couple of weeks of the season, which. If you're paying attention, then that could be a guy who will be pretty good value for you. The undersized PPR receiver is is the way to go, I think. Elijah Moore, Jalen Waddell, Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. All profile the same. They're undersized, but they get a ton of targets because they get separation, they get the volume, they have good hands. They're good after Miles, the catch. Your boy Cooper Cup is maybe in that character. He, a little bit. He t- could be a little bit. I don't know if undersized, but he is not the burner and not the go up and get it guy. He's no. the the space finder. He he he. Yeah. Yeah, I have to look more into that. But uh, oh, I'm a big fan of Lodge Moore. Me too. Um. All right. Anything else that you want to talk about on this on this freestyle pod? No, I think we uh. It's off the top. You know it stay hot. Oh, you want to actually do some freestyling? I think I'm gonna pass on on that for uh, for right now. But maybe we'll get an episode <laughs> of of some more some more lines um, later in the uh, later some in more the off dope season. Bars. Exactly, that's what I was getting at. Because we're so hard. Um, mm, I'll let you say you're so hard. <laughs> I'll think of some other adjective for myself at some point. But it was more just because of the rhyme. Yeah, I know. But the rhyme has to also make sense for it to be a good a good bar. I think. <laughs> gotta make sense they hate less that one made sense it didn't rhyme so we're, <laughs> we're, we're getting there i think probably um <laughs> all right we'll work we'll work on it um thank you for listening exciting things to come for yeah the, uh, for the listeners <clears throat> um this is the, i mean this is off the, this was an off the cuff pod and i would like to for more episodes to be more off the cuff, perhaps slightly less off the cuff than today was. Mm-hmm. Just with a little bit more structure, a little bit more efficiency. But I mean, I like just kind of spitballing with you. Of course, this is how this is the impetus of the pod. Exactly, exactly. This is how it all started. Is we would have these types of conversations and be like, "What do you think about this?" Except we would be on my couch at three a.m. instead of at our table at eight thirty p.m. I mean, we could do a, a a pod from the from the couch at the end if you want. That might be a good one. To Wait, do. maybe we should do that at some point. I'm I'd be so down for that. And then we can we can draft both fantasy football players and other things. Oh, I'm. Are you kidding me? Let's do like some Mount Rushmores too. That's like not even a concept that we've introduced to the listeners. Oh, good. That's yeah. That'll have to be at, at a future point. Okay. 
Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can, f- oh man, I don't even remember our socials off the top of my head. Uh, we're at Dirty Water FF on Twitter, and then at Dirty Water Fantasy on Instagram, Dirty Water Fantasy on Facebook. Um, I am at Miles Ullman FF. Follow us on all those platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, like, subscribe, click the bell, get your notifications, all that jazz. You missed one. What did I miss? Well, Apple and, and Spotify and then all and others. Then our ads. website. Yeah. Check us out on all platforms, anchor.fm slash dirty water fantasy. We're, we're back. We're the, so uh, back. The next time you hear us will be more structured. And we'll get into some 2020 some breakdowns. Recaps? I think so. All right, baby. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Feeding them lines while you're dying inside, dying inside. Oh!